1: And today I'm so glad to welcome back my friend, Dr. Chris Bronze. Chris is pastor at the Red Brick Church in Stillman Valley, Illinois. His education includes a bachelor's in chemistry, an MBA, a master of divinity degree, and a doctor of ministry degree. He is also the author of a number of books, including Bound Together, How the Decisions of One Affect the Many, and also a classic unpacking forgiveness if you don't know about this book on dealing with conflict and reconciliation and forgiveness i can't recommend it enough he and jamie his wife have four children and about to have their first grandchild coming up soon from the date of this recording so i'm excited to have you here and i'm excited with you chris congratulations and uh welcome to the podcast
0: Thank you very much. Yes, just a few weeks from the date of this recording, we anticipate holding a grandbaby and we're looking forward to snuggling uh, soon. I'll have to be in line behind my wife, but I'm looking forward to that a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, That's great. I'm just so happy for you. And I'm happy to have you here again. So I am looking forward to what God has put on your heart from a verse of scripture. So let's just dive right in. Chris, what verse do you have?
0: 2 Corinthians 13, 14 so an easy easy scripture to remember or to remember where it's at because it's the last verse of second corinthians so go to second corinthians the last verse and then the the reference is 13:14 so second corinthians 13:14 the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all so
1: chris i've got to tell you that i hear this verse most often at the end of a church service One of the pastors will come up and maybe make a few concluding comments. And then we'll sometimes use this verse as a way to conclude. It's kind of using a verse of scripture and also a bit of a prayer and a blessing at the end of the service, but you're bringing it up here in a podcast. Why is that? What are your thoughts about this verse?
0: Well, first, if you're in a church where that's said at the end as a benediction, you're blessed. This is one of the most beautiful benedictions we have in scripture, but today I'm using it. I want you to picture it this way, not as a benediction at the end of the church service. I want you to picture this almost like a, a pass. If you're a football player, picture this pass coming your way. And I'm, I'm sending it your way, though. It comes from the Lord, and the inspiration, of the spirit. I'm sending it your way and you have to catch it. Uh, this is a blessing I'm throwing. If you're in your car, I'm throwing this through your windshield. And you have to reach up uh, without, keep your hands on the wheel, but picture yourself receiving this verse, because listen, if you see how beautiful this verse is, truly, if we see how beautiful this verse is, this is a grab we're going to want to make. Of course, it breaks down into three parts. Mm -hmm. It's Trinitarian in its structure, the grace of Christ, the love of God, the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit. So, start with the grace of Christ. Yeah. Um, picture that you see this benediction coming through your windshield—a grace. We sometimes think of grace almost like pocket change from God or or unmerited favor from God, but we need to see that primarily as a relational gift, mm-hmm. a relational gift from Christ to us. Now, back to my grandchild because I want to talk about that for <laughs> a minute. Of course. I'm so we're surprised already, we're going back yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. We're already showering gifts, even pre-delivery on this baby. Mm. Uh, my wife has told me we are responsible and have been responsible for the high chair. And so one of the first things we're giving is a high chair. And this is a nicer high chair than any of my kids ever had. Okay. But but there, th- this is a high chair. And and you think about, so my wife, more than I, is giving this gift to our daughter. now a high chair. Is that really what she's given? What's our first gift to our grandbaby? Well, I'll tell you what my wife's first gift to our grandchild is. My wife's first gift is herself. Mm-hmm. That's what she's getting. Yeah. The, ba- the, baby's, the baby's not getting a, a, a gift so much as get getting a grandma. And the, mm-hmm. and the high chair, it's all wrapped up. Now, now think of that, the beauty of grandma's gifts. but But think of this, Christ, what are we receiving? We're receiving him. We're receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the the blessing, the benediction, your pastor is giving you at the end of the service is this the grace, the gift of Christ, the gift of a person, be with you all. And that, I mean, isn't that great? Yes, and that's the gift we need. it, it is the gift we need, and the, and then and then second, the love of God, the love of God. Now think of this. Uh, Of course, the thing that jumps off the page about this blessing for us, the thing that leaps out to us is it's Trinitarian. And sometimes people think of the doctrine of the Trinity as something esoteric and abstract, and and it's hard to understand. But I want you to think of this. Uh, My wife, back to the baby, because we're gonna keep going back there, (laughs) grandchild. My wife, when she kisses the grandchild's ear and little fingers and snuggles close, why is that so beautiful? What's that all about? You could give a materialist explanation to that. You could say, well, a survival instinct has Hmm. developed in her to care for her young. Of course, I don't think that works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But, But here's what it's about. My wife is created in the image of the triune God. And this God fundamentally, eternally is a God of love and relational love for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. The Father loves the Son, loves the Spirit, loves the Father, loves the Son. This eternal fellowship, and now created in His image, this points to the the transcendent, a trinity and the transcendence of love. But then that leads to the next thing, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the community of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. that, that we would be in deep and intimate fellowship with one another. What's what's beautiful about this? Well, you say, well, the gift of grandmas and the, the love of grandmas and the communion, community of family and church family, those things are all beautiful. But you say, I didn't have a loving grandma or I don't have a, a, a loving marriage. or I don't. I, there's not enough love in my church. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, because we live in a broken world. But that's what this is all about, that Christ is giving himself to us, not because of who we are but because of who he is, and he offers this to us, grace, love, and community. Now, the thing you got to do, though, and and this is important, is you got to make the catch. Uh, That's the blessing God sends our way to people who are in their cars, is coming through their windshield, that this God gives himself to us. How do you make the catch? Well, of course, fundamentally, we make the catch through a faith, repentance faith, But concretely, uh, be in church, Uh, be with God's people, hear the words said to you, sing in love and show the harmony of Christianity in the life of the community of the redeemed.
1: So when we are making that catch, you said it's by confessing our sins and trusting in Christ, repentance and faith. But then I think also you would say there's a place for prayer here. So this is a prayer of Paul's that we would know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we should
0: be praying this as well? As- absolutely, absolutely. In fact, you can, you can do it both ways. You can throw the prayer some, to someone. Hmm. Uh, surely you could think of someone right now, you picture their face and have this prayer for them. Or you can pray it as a petition for yourself or, or, or ideally both. But, but yeah, this is a biblical prayer. And the best way to learn to pray is to pray the prayers of scriptures, whether it's the Psalter or, or Paul's prayers or, or some other passage. Yeah. And so, yeah, d- just make this your prayer. But listen, to make the catch, here, here's a really concrete thing you can do, because we do hear this prayer as benedictions. Mm. The next time you hear this prayer as a benediction and you've got it fixed in your mind, just as you receive the benediction, just have your palms face upright. There's nothing there's nothing magical about body posture, that, not some ritual sure. that that makes it. But listen, that's a reminder to yourself this benediction's coming my way and I need to catch it. I can catch mm-hmm. it. The grace of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father who gave his only begotten son, the fellowship of the spirit who's poured out on the church.
1: Chris, it's Always good to have you on the podcast, and uh, we always ask people to pray the verse that we're looking at uh, for all of us, and I can't think of a verse that's more appropriate to do that with than this one, so would you do that for us today?
0: Absolutely. Our Father in heaven, I'm praying for particular people today, uh, someone who has uh, trouble in their life financially, or, or maybe with adult children, or, or maybe their hearts are heavy, about their church, or maybe like uh, me, uh, they're about to be grandparents. But in any case, Lord, I ask in your son's name that the grace of him, the unmerited favor of our Savior be poured out on those listening. I pray that they would dwell on you who loved us so much you gave your only begotten son that by believing in you, we might have everlasting life. And Lord, I pray that they would know the fellowship. I pray for lonely people, that they would know the fellowship of you and the fellowship of your people. We ask this in our King Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.